you know, when I look back on my family photos and the ones that were not, you know, done by JCPenney's portrait studio <laughs> in our Easter dresses on Easter. And my little sister has this scowl on her face because she's just pissed that my mom made her wear this dress. <laughs> like, you know, the ones that just had life in them are the photos I want to look back on. I don't want to be dying on my deathbed and looking back on me wearing a hat that I'll never, ever wear again in a field. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I wanna share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. This is one of my favorite conversations I've had on photo therapy with Audrey in a long time. We're talking about what inspires us and what inspires us not only about our work, but about the photos we create and uh, the photos we look at. I talk a little bit about some fun photos that I'm observing just hanging on the wall in my parents' house and how that's found its way into my work. But we also kind of examine the intersection between your technical mastery and what you've learned how to do all these years as a photographer and what really lights you up and how to bring that into the forefront of your business so that you're actually shooting stuff that you enjoy shooting. So if you're into that, you'll definitely want to listen to this week's episode with myself and Audrey. But first, here are a few words from the folks that support this show. So are you one of those folks that say, "Ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful blog posts, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business. Attention photographers ready to nail those mini sessions this year. Well, look no further. 17 Hats 
presents the Mini Sessions 101 course, and it's absolutely free. Get expert tips from award-winning photographers Philip and Eileen Bloom while discovering how 17 Hats handles client management and automation for a flawless event. Level up your mini sessions, enroll at minisessions101.com. And if you're new to 17 Hats, be sure to use our code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership. That's PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership with 17 Hats. And once again, that URL is minisessions101.com. I kind of enjoy that aspect of podcast when the record button comes on and the conversation's just obviously already been kicked off. Yeah. A little less formal, a little more conversational. It's got this feeling of like, oh, you just walked into the kitchen on Thanksgiving and you sat down and joined the conversation that was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, you hear something so you're like, ooh, who? Who did that? <laughs> I always thought it was really funny when like, I'm sure we've all been around people that don't read the room very well, but if you've ever been in like a deep, intimate conversation with someone in a situation like that, where you're around other people in a house or, you know, at a barbecue or something, and but you're kind of off to the side with someone and it's like they're telling you something really intense and personal. And so, so, uh-huh. and so just somebody just shows up like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, that literally just happened to me recently. And I was like, I actually don't want to tell anyone else what I was just saying to this person. It's not something I wanted to announce. <laughs> It's just such a funny way to like break up a conversation. <sighs> anyway, people are funny. People are weird. Fascinating. So silly. They're so silly. People are so silly. So Well, we we're talking about maybe kind of expanding today a little bit on what's inspiring us right now. Maybe what's not inspiring us so much. And I'm not sure if you have anything top of mind. Otherwise, I can jump in. I like this topic because I think you and I can flow really well with this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, I do. If you want me just to start. Do it. I feel like everyone's been on this journey with me the last year, maybe even two years. I don't know. No, last year of me being like, just like kind of in a midlife crisis about my business. Something has not felt right about what I'm offering how I'm shooting blah 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 but I just made this decision and you kind of inspired me too with this of like I don't want to do long sessions where I have to do a lot of directing and posing and my sessions are pretty candid but it's candid with me like giving instructions like prompts and stuff and that just doesn't feel as genuine as I want it to be. I don't want people to look at their photos and be like, that wasn't really us. We were just, you know, in the fields trying to look good for social media. Right. What depth does that have? You know, when I look back on my family photos and the ones that were not, you know, done by JCPenney's portrait studio, yeah. the ones that were like... <laughs> In our Easter dresses on right. Easter. And my little sister has this scowl on her face because she's just pissed that my mom made her wear this dress. <laughs> like, Yeah. You know, the ones that just had life in them. 
are the photos I want to look back on. I don't want to be dying on my deathbed and looking back on me wearing a hat that I'll never, ever wear again in a field. So it's interesting because I think the ones that have life in them, when I look back through photos, and I also think that this is a big part because it was the only medium available, really, unless you had like a friend with a really nice camera or like an uncle with a nice camera or something. A lot of the photos that I really treasure are from those little point and shoot crappy cameras that just, you know, like the ones that you, the disposable ones. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. I just found a couple because, you know, I'm house sitting for my folks. So I'm in this like stew of memories and weird stuff they have lying around. And just obviously there's a lot of photos, but I just found a picture of myself sitting with one of my dogs that has passed away many years ago, not Isla. And I was on the deck and I was wearing this weird outfit that like I had forgotten that I ever had some kind of, (laughs) you know, dramatic 90s grunge thing, (laughs) sort of like, like, there's definitely flannel involved or something. And, you know, and, and then just seeing there was a meal kind of half finished on the table off to the side, it kind of like the corner got clipped. And there was so some of like what we were eating and you know, this weird outfit I was wearing. And there was like a book that I was reading on the table. There was just all these little details. And you and I have talked about this in regards to, I think, a photo that I have of my grandmother too, Mm -hmm. which uh, for those that don't know, it's just this photo of my grandmother when she was in her early 30s. And she's sitting at a piano in the living room, but the detail of everything, and it's very, she had just kind of turned around and Someone had taken the photo, which was pretty rare back in those days. And there's just Macbeth piano music on the piano behind her. And there's a photo of my, her uncle or somebody like framed on the piano. There's an ashtray like sitting on the table. There's all these little details that tell you that, oh, this was like the 40s, you know. Yeah. Or not her uncle, rather her brother. So it was like a military photo from the war and all this stuff. So same with this photo that I found. It's like the joy that I get, the most joy for sure, is when I see all these little details and all these little things that make up a memory, which is not what you planned to wear to the photo shoot to look good on Instagram, but what you were just wearing that day because you were like a teenager hanging out with your dog. My point in bringing this up, these photos up, is that, like you said, people are now kind of like just trying to look good on Instagram. And like, Mm -hmm. it's not the outfit that I picked out to go into the field to look good on Instagram that I see in these photos. It's what I was wearing that day when I was like a silly teenager in the 90s, you know, hanging out with my dog. And that to me is way more pleasurable to look back on because it's like the it's like a snapshot into how my brain was working, what was going on in my family at that time in terms of like, oh, I remember those dishes and when we used to eat that particular meal or whatever it was, you know? I think that's where I get pleasure when I'm doing photos too, because it's like those details are really special to me also. I was getting emotional when you were describing that photo because it's like, that's it right there. That's it. That is the stuff that I will be looking back on and trying to remember. Yeah. You know, and and you have to ask yourself, like, why are we drawn to going to Target, buying a new outfit that we'll never wear again and posing perfectly in the field? And 
oftentimes it's to make ourselves appear a certain way to others and maybe to like appear a certain way to ourselves, you know? Sure. You know, everyone wants to look, look great in a photo and I get that, but you don't have to change who you are to look great. Um, and it, that just all goes against everything in my whole being of trying to be something else for others. That's just, yeah. So as far as finding inspiration, I did a kind of a model call mm-hmm. session a couple weeks ago. It was model call, but I also had a, it was a shadowing session. I had another photographer with me to kind of shadow. So I kind of paired the two and I prepped them as the family as like, we're going to come there and I don't want to like tell you to do anything really. Like I'll give you some mm-hmm. guidance here and there, but we're just going to like play in the backyard, maybe have some toys that your kids like to play with. Like you guys can wear whatever you feel like. I don't want you to put any ounce of stress or trying to be something you're not into it. And it was such a good session. That's awesome. The photos are so good. Yeah. They have a newborn baby and a four, four-year-old, five-year-old who was in her Disney princess dress and bubbles and just being silly. And Ugh. it was so good. That's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that part of this looking nice for the camera thing was inherited because photography is in the scope of human history, very, very new. And so, yeah. okay, let's take a hundred years ago. People were just kind of starting, maybe like 120 years ago, people were just kind of starting to take family photos on, like more regularly, like uh-huh. maybe turn of the last century, you're starting to see, I know that photography was around before them, but you're not really seeing like the influx and like, you know, part of that was probably class-based and yeah. being able to afford it and stuff. But when people went in to sit for a photo, I mean, they were sitting for one photo. That was it. Yep. And I think that there's something that carried over through the next couple of generations from that because obviously technology plays a part in the accessibility of more photos. I mean, if we were shooting film, Uh what we're talking about would be a lot more expensive for us, even though we'd still do it. It's even more accessible now that we can just snap, snap, snap and do whatever. So I think, I think there's just this weird holdover and as business owners, if this is something that people are passionate about doing, if you're hearing this and you're like, yes, this is what I love doing too. I think it's your job to communicate that to your audience. And I'm starting to do a better and better job of it, but I still find myself showing some of the stuff that, I mean, they're beautiful photos and they're fine, but they might not necessarily be as representative of what we're talking about as I'd like them to be. Yep. Same. Or like there's this wall, this little framed thing of photos my mom has on the wall in the house here. And I can see it from where I'm sitting because again, we're just house sitting. So they haven't, you know, moved out or anything. And there's this huge, there's this difference between, I can see photos where people are very properly looking at the camera and posing. And then there's like that favorite kind of vintage photo. There's a couple from the late sixties that I can see of my mom and her parents. And it's like someone that just picked up the camera and didn't know how to use it. Uh Uh-huh. And like one person's kind of looking sort of startled at the camera. One person's looking directly at the camera. Someone else is like fixing something on the table. 
you know, it's just this moment in time. It's like a true, true, true candid photo, but mm-hmm. obviously it almost looks like it was an accident because it was obviously a film camera and it came out in this awesome way. Like those are the photos where I'm like, that's so good. Cause again, you get all those details. There's nothing really technically good about the photo, right. but emotionally everything is there. Yeah, And I think might be also another sticking point as a photographer. You know, you, you and I have been shooting many, many years over 10 and it's like you're, technical tendency is there because you know like oh depth of field looks really beautiful so stand over the like whatever it is when actually some of those favorites that we just mentioned aren't technically that amazing but they're just they hit that that emotional button really well Mm -hmm. yep i'm like sitting here thinking about like my childhood and like memories and i'm like (laughs) you know i'm thinking about like family dinners when this actually was a thought I had a few weeks ago. I'm like, at one at some point in my life, there was a last day where my mom, dad, and three sis or two sisters and me were under the same roof together, like as a family unit. And because my parents separated when I was 21, and then my sisters had kids, and we all have kids, and we're all you know doing our own thing. But I'm like, man you know, that was my whole world. And there was a last day of that. And that's so just, you know, you can get real in your feels about it. But like, what if I had had photos from one of our family dinners to look back on? I would treasure those immensely, you know? Yes. Those are things that people can hire someone to come do now for them. You know, mom doesn't have to be the one behind the camera taking those pictures. She'll be in them. Yeah. And it might seem so like just blah like simple like family dinner we do this every night I'm like yeah but yeah (laughs) you're gonna those are the moments that matter I mean that's exactly what it is it's like it's it's trying to communicate to your clients that like we all love the the nice photo you know like I definitely have a a couple of photos of like me and my grandmas me and my parents just like looking at the camera, but we weren't posed. We were just casually hanging out in a group and someone turned and said, let me get a picture of you guys. Great. I love those because, you know, I don't have that many of them. And that's something that I'm, I have no problem throwing into like a collection when I'm with people, but I would, but I, I'm totally with you that like explaining to people that like these moments are so, you're just going to love that you have them. When I first got my I got my first film camera, like nice one, like a Minolta or something. When I was in high school, I had like a Pentax, like those big silver ones. Yep. And then I got like a little bit nicer one. And I was at my grandparents' house and they were sitting at the table in the same chairs they always sat in when they sat at the table. They're Italian, like Italian, Italian, you know, like winemaking, Italian speaking, like very, so like the table was a very important part of, it was the center of everything we did. And so that table, I just like almost all of my childhood memories in that house were at that table. And so it's a picture of the two of them sitting at the table with the kitchen in the background. So you can kind of see like stuff on the counter and like this big cake dish my grandma always had where like she'd 
there was always something under it, you know, who knows what was under it in that photo, but they're sitting at the table and they are laughing at something and they normally were kind of stoic around each other. They didn't like have a super loving relationship. So mm -hmm. they're sitting together at this table, they're laughing. And I took a photo, I took a few photos of it, but because this camera was new, the photo and it was low light, the photos were just a little bit like a touch blurry. Yeah. Just a touch. And it was an accident. Mm -hmm. Those photos, everyone in my, like all my relatives, you know, my mom's siblings and my, those are some of everyone's favorites because it's like this moment where you can even see the movement because of the blur and like just seeing them sitting at the table laughing and there's just everything's just normal there was no like they didn't know i was going to pull the camera out and it's just like yeah that's really hard also i'm just the reason i brought that up is because it's hard sometimes to recreate that in a client yeah setting because someone's you know exchanging time for money and there's a set time and yeah I'm trying to kind of work through maybe we can have this as another conversation because we should probably wrap this up but like I'm trying to work through how maybe to achieve that a similar version of that but people always know the camera's going to be around and, mm -hmm. and you know there's some level of planning so right you know that's very true and I think something I've been trying to do is is like make sure they have something to do like an activity or they're making dinner or they're getting breakfast ready or they're just playing in the yard like they normally would be to help kind of ease into that i had a session a couple weeks ago too and it was the dad said something really interesting and i have to kind of process through it but i said okay we're gonna just do a lot of like you know i'm just gonna kind of follow you around and you guys play in the yard like you normally would it was at their home He's like, oh, man, these are the ones I'm not, I have a hard time with. I'm not good at these. But, like, if you just tell me to stand there and smile, I can do that really well. Oh. I feel more comfortable doing that. And I was like, that's so interesting. I wonder how I can help people kind of work through that. And what does being good at just hanging out mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's... I think it's because watching you. Yeah. So that, yeah. Or maybe i had never worked with him before so maybe his experience in the past with a photographer was like okay now look at each other and laugh and do the drunk walk and whatever it was that they'd been prompted to do and that can be a little awkward for people yeah so maybe yeah it's interesting that is interesting actually i mean and i think that's a little bit about what i was kind of saying too is like when there's an awareness of a camera being there yeah it's a little different but I think there's a way to, and I'm I'm finding it more and more, like the last few sessions I've done since I've really been talking about this more and emphasizing it more with my clients is there is a way to kind of get people in their kind of natural state if you prep them for it. I just did a session a couple nights ago and it was just a mom and her little boy and their dog. And they just, I think they had just gone for a bike ride and they they were just in their summer clothes, like nothing fancy, you know, and they were just kind of playing around in the yard and stuff. And I was like, she's like, this is what we do. Like every night she was throwing the ball for the dog and, you know, and, and that it just felt really, really good. And I think she got it in terms of like, okay, I'm just going to like do what I normally do. But yeah. part of that I think is our responsibility. And part of it is yeah. kind of exploring what that means. Like, what does it mean to to be prepared. I'm trying to think if I hired you to come to my house, like what would I, what would I do and how would I yeah. feel about that and how, what kind of stuff would be, I don't know. I just, you know, it's interesting. And I think, 
the more that we talk about this, the the nugget that I'm pulling from this conversation, at least that I'm going to take away for myself, is that I think that some of the technical mastery and beauty has to be compromised in the name of really capturing a moment. And I think that's where I get tripped up because a lot of times if I'm in someone's house, I know that they'll look better if they're facing the window and that I'll get this great shot. And I want to do that because obviously I still want to provide photos that represent the skills I've developed over, you know, 12 plus years or whatever. But there's still, as I said, like that film photo that I'm looking at of just people like hanging out in the kitchen that someone picked up the camera and clearly just took a snap. Like that, when that happens, like you might not be in your most technically favored place in the room as a photographer to get that. And you really just have to take it anyway, I guess is kind of what I'm, Mm -hmm. what I'm getting at, or at least what I'm going to take away from this and kind of play with a little bit is like to, to pull out some of my need for it to look as polished or for all of them to look as polished as I want them to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's almost kind of a, a fun creative challenge too to like try and figure out a way to make a candid moment that you don't have control over also be technically beautiful. It's not going to always work though, because sometimes the moment trumps the other things. But I mean, with the family session that I had that they were just almost completely candid. I did do a little directing, like let's put the blanket over here. And, you know, I asked the little girl to like jump through the bubbles over here where the light was better. And sure. Some of that, but it's just, yeah, it's just going to be an adventure to kind of figure out where the sweet spot is. But now that I've been, I've made this decision to shoot this way for my longer sessions, like I've, changed the wording on my website. I'm sending out an email to everyone and letting them know I'm only doing longer sessions this way. And I feel so inspired. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I did the same thing. You know, I've, I've just been explaining to people, if you just want a few good ones staring at the camera, like minis are for you. But if you're going to do these longer sessions, we're not going to like get real posy posy in the park and yeah. And there are a couple of photographers that I know locally to my area that do the everyone perfectly posed in the park with the lake in the background, whatever. And they do it so well that I'm grateful for that existing because I'm like, I know where to send you if you want that. And I'm comfortable doing that now because I just get no joy and so much anxiety from people that contact me about wanting those kinds of photos. And I I just don't want to do those anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not that like one is better than the other. It's just I had to like remind myself, like there's many ways to be a really good photographer. And the way that I was blessed with is documentation type. Yeah. Like not the posing and the thinking and the, not the thinking. I wasn't (laughs) blessed with the thinking. I was blessed with the doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, I'm I'm staring at all these photos around this room, which is kind of funny that they're all here because I've never actually really realized how many of them apply to what we're talking about. But it's those moments, like the the best photos that I'm looking at are the least technically beautiful. <laughs> and that's weird because I love that I've spent all this time honing a skill where I can take a technically beautiful photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And on that note, did you hear the chickens? No. Oh, that's hilarious. Jealous. 
Did you hear my cat trying to get in? No. My next door neighbors have four chickens and they let them roam freely in the neighborhood. And they, they were out of town a couple weeks ago and we took care of the chickens, let them out every day, you know, grab their eggs, whatever, which was awesome. I want chickens for sure. Now I've always thought I wanted them and now I've confirmed that I want them, but yeah, just saw them run by my window and I just heard this and (laughs) they're just, they're like the most ridiculous creatures. They're like little mini dinosaurs. They just run around and peck at things and they're so funny, but one of them is really affectionate. And whenever she sees me, she runs. And if you have not seen a chicken run, I recommend Googling it right now. Google chickens running and it'll make your day better. so funny ah well this was an awesome chat and i love when we i love when i like stumble upon something that will help me in my own photography just chatting with you and i think this idea of getting candid photos can't always be technically beautiful is is something i'm gonna noodle over for a little while (sighs) desire it'll still be really beautiful yeah yeah oh well well thanks adri i hope you have a nice day Thanks, you too. And enjoy the chickens and all that. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. You've heard me talk about Pick Time before, but don't skip past this. This is big news from Pick Time. It's a game changer. I am so excited about this. This is going to change my business for sure. Pick Time is now offering blogs. Yeah, blogs. What does that mean? You can go directly to your gallery. So let's say you have a beautiful mini session gallery that you've already shared with your clients that's already connected to your awesome store where they can buy stuff. And you can just, with like the click of two buttons, make all of those photos in that gallery into a beautiful blog post. Not only that, you can get a link to that blog post, which takes people to pick time, or this is my favorite part, you can get an embed code. You can literally create this in seconds and embed it on your own website so that you can get the SEO traffic if you want to. But if you wanted to just make a quick blog post for say a wedding client to look through or a really easy way to tell a story, there's so many cool features with this. It is the newest product from PickTime and it is going to change the game. You don't need to upload images twice. This is optimized for SEO. There's tons of customizable color palettes, font collections, photo grids and multiple layouts so if you want your blog to look a certain way you can do that there's slideshows you can allow videos or gifs all that stuff you can embed directly into the blog post it's amazing this feature is coming soon in february as of this recording which is february 2nd it should be well on its way if you are not a paid member of pick time and you would like to take part in this when all of this launches in the next few days Go to PickTime, and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, that's PHOTOBIZHELP, to get one month free. So this is like the best thing ever. You can try it for a month, keep paying if you want to, and that's it. It's a great deal. I swear this is going to change everything, and it's going to save people so much time. So head over to PickTime, and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP for one month free and enjoy this new blog feature. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. 
you'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year.